We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. It is Thursday, June 15th. We're exactly one week away. In fact, right about now is when the Blazers will be picking if they do draft. It is 6-18 in the evening. Uh, I believe the draft is slated to kick off at 6. I believe Is it 5-30 or 6? I couldn't remember. I, well, it's 5-30, but I think the draft sure. starts at 6. So this is quite literally the Blazers are like on the clock right now. So, we can know exactly where they're at right now. A week from right now. Uh, it's a mailbag edition. We have a metric crap ton of questions from Tuesday. I have a few more from today. I actually need to make sure I get those up. Also, um, yeah, sales can get mad at me later. Uh, we are likely going to have very, 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 like 98% likelihood that we are going to have a on-location draft party like we did for the lottery in much the same setup that we did for the lottery at Bricks. So... Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be on location. Uh, both Dusty and I will be doing our show from noon to three. And then Isaac and Suk will continue to go through, uh, and do their show, uh, from three to seven. And Brandon and I will be on location in some facet one way or another. I, I will say, um, if you come hang out with us, we good time last time. I think this will be a good time. There's obviously a lot on the line next week for them. Uh, if we are hanging out, if we're ahead on the live stream, we will not ruin anything. <laughs> we, we will try not to. We'll just keep it with our little podcast area. We'll be with the people that are watching on the live stream with us, and we will not ruin in-house experience. I, I felt kind of bad about that, but also like emotionally just blacked out during the draft lottery. So <laughs> I think we'll keep it, keep our composure. I know a lot of you guys have Twitter anyway, so if there's a trade, you'll probably see it when we see it, but... If we are ahead on the stream and we see something on TV before anybody in the restaurant bar area, then we, we will not ruin it this time. Uh, that is uh, that's kind of how that is going to go for Brandon. I, however, will be breaking as much news as I possibly can ahead of what they have, if I can. So uh, if well, I no. get some, I, 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 I'm like out loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I get something early, I'll let everybody know. You're just going to randomly scream. They didn't trade it. They didn't trade it. Oh, if I get, like, if, why is that guy screaming? In if the I corner? get, if I get word uh, ahead of time of uh, any potential moves, uh, the last time I really did that was 2017, and it was very funny. I got word of uh, Zach Collins being drafted. 
about, I want to say, 45 seconds before mm. or that they were going to move for him. And, uh, yeah, I remember we were at the Spirit of 77. It was packed house. I had a microphone in my hand. And I said, fucking Zach Collins? And the whole room just kind of stopped. I'll never forget the feeling of that. We're trading two picks to move what? to 10. We're taking Zach Collins. Yeah, because I, 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 I said something about them trading to move up. And I was in my part of hearts, I was like, oh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. They're going to do it. They did not, not well received when they made that pick. It literally, you could hear a pin drop in that place. Yeah, because it was like we just drafted a backup center from Gonzaga. And it was like and and, cool. and White. Don't forget. Yeah, well, we, that goes without saying. Yeah. So uh, that's about, about as much BS as we're going to do. Uh, like, rate, view, subscribe. Help us grow the show. We are now just under 30, 35 away from uh, 5,000. So get us there. Uh, quick bit of news. The Portland Trailblazers had eight workouts today. They had five guys in today. The headliners being Oscar Shebway and Max Lewis. Max Lewis is a guy from Pepperdine who very much is in range at number 23. He is a bucket-getting monster. It's the first time I got to see him in person. He's every bit of 6'7". Ooh, he's he's six, size, seven, huh? six seven, seven foot plus wingspan. He is wow. long armed. Wow. Long armed. How old is he? Twenty not not quite twenty one. I think he's I think his okay. listed age, because they they do everything like uh metrically. I think he's twenty twenty point nine. Gotcha. Okay. So um which is easier to do than just spelling out, you know, twenty years and two hundred and ninety six days or whatever it is. Right, yeah. right, so, right. Um but they also brought in a couple other guys, DeAndre Williams from Memphis, who's nearly 27, which he's not 19. <laughs> Certainly not. So, uh, and uh, obviously the Portland Trailblazers have a, I mentioned it before, uh, they have a workout scheduled for tomorrow morning. Um, I would imagine that's a, probably a solo workout and one that's probably going to be pretty interesting. So, um and with that, the Charlotte Hornets are also going to have Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller both back in Charlotte to have dinner with Michael Jordan. Like, imagine being invited to go to dinner with Michael Jordan, even though both of them are too young to have ever seen him play. They still know the status. But, yeah, I mean, everybody like knows the, that status. Yeah. But, like, I wonder if not seeing him play changes the status slightly. 100%. Because they know him as an owner, and he's got off that job yeah i'd almost want to be like if i'm scoot because i think i still think they're going to take scoot i could be wrong on this but i'm gonna stick with it like if i'm scoot i'm going to that dinner and my approach is tell me why i should play for you like this isn't me convincing if i'm you. scoot i don't want to go there i me either i think you want to convince me man like sell me on this go go full eli manning yes I absolutely would. Where's his Archie? Not a bad idea. Well, as his Archie got, just got hired by the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> Pooh Jetters is mentor, and he's now here. Uh, also, uh, quick shout-out uh, to the OG, Jim Moran, being named the Portland 
uh, yet-to-be-named G League team head coach. For those that know, don't know, Moran was uh, a part of Terry Stotts' staff. Very, very well-liked, very well-respected. Mm-hmm. Is a huge, huge, huge development guy. He's the, the young guy whisperer in the sense of the NBA. Uh, has had a great relationship with the young guys uh, since he, when he was here. Uh, he was most recently in Detroit. He was working as a development coach, uh, assistant coach with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, stoked to have him back. One of my favorite assistants that, that Stotts ever had. Great dude. Um, I, I think it's a, an absolutely fantastic hire by Joe Cronin and his staff. And his staff. So it's exciting. It's exciting to bring him back. He obviously loved his time in Portland, uh, as you mentioned, well respected, and then yeah, a pretty good choice for the upstart G League squad that they have yet to name. But uh, it's exciting to kind of see it happen because it's going to start this year. So yeah, and I would imagine we're going to get a rollout on that relatively soon. I don't know if it's going to be before summer league or during summer league, but I, I would imagine in the next three-ish weeks that's probably a thing that pops up mm-hmm. um, because it has to. So um, I think that covers all the news stuff. Yeah, for the yeah, most part. For the most part. We'll dive into the other news stuff as far as kind of what's been out there uh, as we kind of get through your questions. This one first from Jeff Workman. Hypothetical, if Scoot goes to important decides to make the pick, is there a scenario where they choose Amen? My YouTube scouting expertise tells me he's a better fit because of his playmaking size and athleticism. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, so here's the thing. While I rub my eyes incessantly because the allergy is going to kick my ass. Um, playmaking with size is probably the most valuable thing in the league. It just won an NBA title. I know in the past, uh, the great thing about Mike Schmitz and his Twitter account is that it's still there. <laughs> and he <laughs> sat down with the Twins last year, a little before this time. I want to say it was March... March that that video is from where he sat down with the twins and look, man, Schmitz is always pure gas. Like it's, it's, it's never breaks. He's not bringing a guy on to crap on him, but I feel like he did. He only kind of brought out the guys that he really liked. Yeah. Which Shaden was a guy that he really liked. Um, so I don't think it's out of the realm. If the Blazers did make the pick, if amen Thompson was a pick. You'd be more vested or more informative, I think, on on some of these dudes as prospects. You've gone to the workouts. You've watched a lot of the videos. What I would say, though, is the idea just from like people like my perspective, mm-hmm. hell of an interesting thing to do. Um, I know why, you know, if Scoot goes to Indeed and then Miller's sitting there, everybody would assume, right? But mm-hmm. a 6'7 dude that can – has got hyper-athleticism and can handle the rock and – 0.1% athleticism. Like it's you put him in shape right. on the floor, you have the most athletic team in the league. It's Quite it's literally. top end. Um I it wouldn't be the most surprising thing I would say from this front office to go, yeah, we're we're coveting that. We're swinging for that. We mm-hmm. want size and we want athleticism. Yep. Uh, it's not that Brandon Miller doesn't have it. I would just say that the questions around Brandon Miller have to do with his he's kind of spindly legged and he doesn't really know how to use his body. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, amen, that's what he knows how to do, is how to create, and he knows how to use every ounce of his body. Um, so I don't think that's really that far, far out there, if they right. make that pick. So um, we'll go see with that. This is from uh, Chad Johnson, at C underscore John underscore Sun 21. Two things for me. Is it true Scoop measured six foot four in shoes at both the Blazers and Charlotte practices? And two, what is your hypothetical Zion trade? And if Ant is going, is there any world where we can squeeze one more piece from the Pels one I mean if they say they measured that they say they say he measured that um look man I stood next to Scoot talked to him for a bit 
didn't feel 6-4. What do you feel to you? 6-2. Okay. He felt very much like Dame. Like he's, if he is taller, maybe he's got a taller, a bigger forehead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. And a lot of things, I think you're going to see a change in the NBA very soon where we're no longer measuring guys um, at just the top of the head. I think that you're going to start talking about measuring guys at the top of their shoulders. Your functional length has like, there are guys with really long necks. There's guys with really long heads. Like it's not functional heights. Like, yeah, I'm six, five, but you know, it's because my forehead is a five head. Like it, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of a joke, but also like the difference, uh, they started doing it with hoop summit this year. They measured guys, uh, from the tops of their shoulders and, uh, God, the little point guard from Canada. Um, yeah. Give me an example. Of what is like, what was his height measured at? He was like five, one at the shoulders. <laughs> Like he was tiny. So he's like a six foot. He's point at, guard? at six foot, and yeah. that's six foot squeezing it in there. But I was like, "Yeah, no, that tracks." Like, yeah. But it was just, I, I thought that was a really, really interesting thing as far as how, when you're like collecting measurements because you're. He also had incredibly short arms because we've gone away from like just wingspan to uh, standing reach. Like, mm-hmm. like I put my arms out. I have incredibly wide broad shoulders for a guy my height so my wingspan probably gets another four inches which is why i've got an obscene like my fingers literally go past my knees mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of ridiculous but you add that onto my wingspan and i go from a guy who's 510 and i've got a you know a 66 wingspan so it's like yeah that, that makes sense but like do i actually have a 66 wingspan when i put my arms up and go like stand at the rim no probably drops to about Six two six three, you know. So that's gonna feel really weird when we're referencing two guards and three guards. And like, how tall is he? And you're talking with your friends, you're like he's he's like five ten and a half. Like, <laughs> you're like, you know, he's, so wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's, that that'd be a big guard. Well, I'm just saying, like when you get a six eight dude, you know, if if you're going from five nine or whatever it ends up, it'd just be weird to reference them that way. Oh yeah, no, like a couple of the like the wings were like yeah, the tops of their shoulders. But I mean, like if you're si- like. Let's say, I, th- I want to say he was 5'2". Uh, oh, Aiden Holloway. That's who it was. And he's mm-hmm. tiny to begin with. He's a little dude with short arms. Um, I want to say that he was listed at like 5'2 from his shoulders. He was t- he was tiny. Like, think about the size of your head. It's it's big. It's about a foot. Yeah. So, yeah. If your head's about a foot, it's like, oh, yeah, you just, you got if you got a bigger noggin, you've been getting away with it for a little while. If you got one of those little heads, you've been kind of, you know, screwed over. Now it's... Revenge the little-headed people. I didn't see, by the way, on that that question. I I maybe I missed it, and it's entirely possible because there's so much stuff out right now. I mm. I missed him where the rumor came that he was six four. Uh, I believe uh, uh, um, Gavoni had it in his. Mock. Oh, in his mo- uh, just right as up. a note okay. in there. Yeah, I think they had it in a mock in there. Mm. Um, and then what is your hypothetical Zion trade? And if Ant is going, is there any world where you want a piece of them? Look, if the Blazers like again the Zion stuff, I'm, I would put it at like a 2% chance of it happening. Um, oh, you think but, it's that low? I mean, just it's easy to sit there and talk about it. It's sure. fun to talk about, but like the likelihood of it happening. I mean, I mean, he did, he did meet with Griffin today at the saints headquarters. That was because their assistant coach, Teresa Witherspoon was being let go. And that is who Zion is closest with. Um, which well, is, I mean, I that's certainly, that certainly sends a red flag up 
for I say, I, sure. I, I'd imagine that conversation's a little deeper than just like, hey, we're letting a coach go, though, right? Like, given all the- We're letting your friend go. That's what it was. Well, it's noisy right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a the thing. They, they got to figure that out. They probably want to be on the same page if he's going to stay, if he's going to go, whatever. I, we seemed, every time I've, I've read something about this since we did the last pot a couple of days ago, I, it just, if it happens, it feels like it's us. And that kind of feel maybe I'm yes. wrong. No, there, no, but I, I don't think you're wrong there. If it if it did happen, I think I think you were right in saying it is Portland. And so like that's kind of exciting. Uh, you know, two percent is not a very high percentage chance, but we knew that we, we were kind of questioning the legitimacy of that actually going down anyway. Um, I I wouldn't to that question in terms of Ant and the Zion trade. I think those are almost two separate things because they want Scoot. And I, I don't think that they'd want Scoot and Ant. Like, to me, that doesn't track. And so I wonder if you could use, as we saw, um, who was it? Was it O'Connor? They mm-hmm. had the, the Raptors are trying to move in the top three. Like, that's where, like, okay, they lose Fred Van Vliet. 23-year-old point guard with mm-hmm. hyper-athleticism that can get his own shot is a it's a pretty valuable asset. Like that's the Pascal kind of conversation if you sure. approach that. Sure. Um I don't think the Blazers look at Pascal as a guy that they really value mm-hmm. in the sense of like fitting this team. I could be wrong. Because of the contract or just I, I think there's just a couple I think there's both things because mm-hmm. and, it, and it's not the contract isn't like oh they're worried about him resigning if they made the move for him because they would have already had those conversations. They're, well, they're, I mean just paying him in yeah, general. Yeah, like, that's things like that deal. It, from my point of view, I, and I like Pascal. I think he's incredibly underrated. Nate Jones had a, a tweet thread about it the other day. I, I think he's incredibly good in the sense of um, being a playmaking wing just kind of being a pain in the ass to deal with because there's just not many guys that are that big that can handle the ball and get downhill while also being like an effective shot creator. Right. Right. While being a plus defender. Like he does stuff that like most guys that size just can't do. Yeah. But the whole fit thing with Jeremy is just kind of like, eh, it's, it's very, it's not bad. It's just awkward. I don't think you optimize either guy. The counter argument to that is, is like, well, I guess if you got to the deadline, then if you did do it, you've got to the next deadline and it was ugly or it didn't work right. I guess you could look at moving on from Jeremy and trying to find a better fit because you're going to want to keep the, you know, the, the, the bigger asset in Pascal. Um, but the hypothetical Zion trade, it's, it's all, almost every single one of our three team deal because of the money necessary to go out, because it only counts as 13 and a half going out if they yeah. did it before the new league year. So if they did it on draft night, which is why it might actually cause it to go later, which is why I've beat the drum of do not freak out if it doesn't happen that second. Right. Like if we get a reported deal of like Zion, okay, then it's like, okay, chill. They're waiting for the new league year so that it counts as 33 in, 33 out. Because if they do it before the new league year, it's 13 out, 33 in. So, gotcha. which makes it a little bit weirder to deal with. Yeah. Um, trying to think, but like a three team deal, because otherwise if the Pelicans, if they, if they, if, if Anthony was the guy going out, now you've got CJ Scoot and Anthony in New Orleans. And what, what, what are you doing? 
that's that's why I just don't think he's a part of that conversation. No, and then, again, if, if if he was, I would imagine again a third team such as Orlando going to be involved. So um, let's go reset with it. This is from at Cease twenty five, and it's going to be pretty. I think Ant heavy on a lot of these questions. Um, is there a package for Ant where the third pick isn't attached? No. Because I don't think the Blazers are. I don't think they want to move Ant. It's the necessary salary, because they're not just like, wow, we're just going to move Ant. It's like, no, you're going to put those two together to get the most bang for your buck. Sure. And if anybody missed it today, Zach Lowe on his podcast was um, gassing up the value of Anthony Simons. <laughs> Checks hey, in the mail, Zach. Hey, Checks in the mail. Ant's uh, Ant's been having his stuff gassed up for a couple years now. It was Rosillo a couple years ago? Zach Lowe today, like. Look, we know there's value in that. That's not some asset that's like, oh, only Portland covets that. Yeah. He's 23 years old. He's got a 40-inch vert, maybe higher. He can get his own it's shot. Probably like, one of the – not probably. He's one of the five best three-point shooters in the league. That's that's absolutely something you'd want to use as a building block. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to attach it to – if you're attaching it to three to match salary, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, I'm just I'm, – I'm so – Danny, I'm fascinated, and I know we got a lot of questions, but I'm, I'm fascinated – at the way Joe and his front off, like what right now, if I could pay money or be a fly on a wall, I'd love to just be sitting in there hearing all the different trees that they have written down of where this could go for them in a week. Oh yeah, no, it's it's all over the place. Uh, in the comment here, this is why I'm so disappointed why we didn't get Wiseman or Hartenstein as tradable salary. Um, Wiseman's not tradable salary; he's dead weight. The Warriors, I, I, last I heard, the Warriors, when they, before they completed that deal, they couldn't give James Wiseman away. I mean, he went for second-round picks. A pile of second-round picks because he's a ton of money and he's three years away. He's the second pick in the draft, and they got him for yeah. some second-round picks. So. And Hartenstein wasn't available. So uh, he started to turn it on, I want to say, a couple weeks before the trade deadline. Uh, and teams definitely called. I believe the Blazers were among them. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he, he played incredibly well down the stretch for them. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked if Mitchell Robinson is traded as Isaiah, and Isaiah Hartenstein is the starting center for the Knicks next year. Mm. That would not shock me to come out of the, the player movement season post-draft into free agency. He's, yeah. that, he's that good. Um, he fits a very, very, very solid role. Uh, this is from at Nerd Runner. Did you go over Vecini's draft guide? What do you think about him having Cam Miller, Amen, in the same tier and in that order? He's not the only one in the draft sphere who has that. Any insight on how the Blazers see it? I.e., do you think they have Miller in a tier above? I don't know. I haven't been able to ask um, any questions in that regard. I'm hoping, hoping after tomorrow, I can poke around a little bit. Um, the one downside of workouts happening at the time that they do. I have to be on air typically within 15, 20 minutes of me leaving the facility. Uh, it doesn't give me a whole lot of time to be like, hey, hey, hey guys, can I, can, I, can I ask some questions? Guys, I got a tier question I want to – I had yeah. a listener ask that I want to ask you. Wouldn't, so, wouldn't you imagine, though, if he's going to, if that's the report and that's accurate and they're not going scoot? I mean, if that's the case, then you'd have to imagine he's in a different tier, even if it's the Hornets making that decision. Yeah, I th- – I think most teams have Scoot Miller, Miller Scoot, like Wemby 
and then those Wimby, two, them two, and, and then, then I I know some teams have a man in that tier. I know some teams have Cam in that tier. It's kind of eye of the beholder type stuff. But I think with yeah. Cam, Cam and a man specifically, it's their athletic profile. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Cam, Cam was there yesterday, grown ass man. He is not yet nineteen. He turns nineteen draft night. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw a kid like that not named LeBron James at the wing spot that was built like that. Six foot seven, yoked. He's listed at 235. He's every bit of that. That is unbelievable size for an 18-year-old. He is, and it's not like he's just like, oh, he's just big. No, he is jacked. Yeah. Thick, barrel-chested. Like, if he hits... He's going to be impressive. The problem is he dribbles like this. Like, yeah. This doesn't play on audio. He has blinders on. Sure. Uh, Vecini goes into it in his in his draft guide. Um, he has, like, I believe, the highest usage and lowest assist rate in the last decade for a high usage wing. The man has horse blinders on. He is Carmelo Anthony and Wes Matthews thrown together. That ball <laughs> gets to him. It is just, nope. It is going up, baby. Which yeah. there's a there's a you know a role for that guy in the NBA, but uh, I I don't want him on the team because I don't want to hear you. I'm actually not against that player type. I I, I actually think you need one of those guys. CJ, my call him on line two, please. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is like I don't want my like the guy who's supposed to be your second best player being that guy. Like, well, West Matthews, West Matthews was the Blazers' third. Fourth, depending sure. on how you looked at it, like he was when Dan- you shot, you said yes, yes. That the ball ends shot. up in his hands. Right. That's where you wanted to go. Like it right. ends. Like right. Bobby Portis is that for the Bucks. Like if Bobby's got the ball and it's under 15 seconds left to go on the clock, oh, that, Bobby's getting cool. shots up, right? Like yeah, it's that. And you need those guys. Norm Powell. Norm Powell is that guy. Mm-hmm. Like ball touches my hands. Oh, we've met, one pass has been made on this possession. You let it go. <laughs> like. Which, which makes, in hindsight, like it makes it even funnier that Neil's best option in his mind was, well, let me get two of those guys at the same time. Yeah. Good Lord. They had way too many of them. And then by the time it got sideways, everyone was overpromised, and every time the ball touched their hands, like, my turn. Yep. Which, you know, that's why you don't load up on those guys. You can have one of those guys. You can maybe have two of those guys in your roster. One of them has to be like a development guy. The other one, other guys in the rotation. Right. Um, but as far as the how the Blazers see it, I would say that they have Miller higher. But there's a little inkling inside me that says, Amen's probably right there. Um, and then Cam's just sneaking up behind it. Because the athletic profile of Cam is very good and has more to do with his strength and burst because amen is is crazy crazy athletic shade and sharp athleticism out of this world holy crap athlete cam is not that he's just incredibly athletic for his size and, and his ability i think I, w- I would add a question to that too kind of in a way um because i was thinking about this earlier today reading some stuff on amen and i'm like you know if they drafted amen at three assuming let's just say scoot goes two there would be immediate like, whoa, passing on Miller, passing on Miller. Like that would be the immediate reaction. Oh, yeah, no, no, yes, 100%. But I want to know from from just like our city fan perspective, I don't know if they've earned it because Shaden isn't his full potential yet. He no, and, some good flashes. and Dyson Daniels was the safer pick. But I do wonder if um, 
this front office making that decision makes a lot of fans who had it in their mind as Wimby, Scoot, Miller, Miller, Scoot, whatever, kind of go, oh, I trust that. I think they've earned at least the benefit of the doubt in their evaluation stuff. Don't you? I mean, I, I, I love the hire of Schmitz and I what I read about the other guys that they brought in, like yeah. those are really experienced dudes. Joe's been here forever. Yeah, but I don't know where the rest of the fan base is at if they were to make a decision like that. Because that, that would be it'd be quite a conversation on oh, social media. And, and, and here's the thing. It's not in a vacuum either. Because if they do that, then you have the Dame conversation immediately. Oh, for sure. And for then sure. And that amplifies it. Yeah. So, uh, at True Blazers fan, please talk about how Beal will be the perfect fit for Dame. I beg of you. No, I will not. I refuse. <laughs> I No. I will tell you right now, the Blazers do not have interest in Bradley Beal. And they shouldn't. 50, I had interest 50, in Bradley Beal like five years ago. $50 million for the guy that everybody... Th- the, Bradley Beal is the guy Dame haters think Dame is. Mm. Damian Lillard is a seven-time All-NBA player, has had some of the biggest moments in NBA playoff history, has last year had one of the best offensive seasons in modern NBA history. Bradley Beal has made one All-NBA team. Yeah. They're different stratospheres of players. Yes. Bradley Beal's a good player. I'm not crapping on he Bradley is. Beal. But the fact that those two get lumped together so regularly is the dumbest imaginable thing. Well, it's la- it's a lazy narrative yes. because their situations to a lot of people guards, is the same. Guards who have stayed in the same place for a while. Guards who are loyal to a team that hasn't won yeah. a championship or come close. Like, that's kind of what they do with those guys. Yes, and it's like, get, get further on that. Just stop. Uh, at Adamantium, any updates on a draft watch party or location event yet? Uh, just as a heads up, it will be downtown. Mm-hmm. So, and I believe the location is right by Moda, one of the ones that's being discussed. So, so it's um, it's it's on the east side, or I think so. I think okay. view of Moda. That's what I know for sure. So, so west side, a view of Moda. Because <laughs> I ha- you you te- uh, we can't give the name, and I hate doing this. Yes, on the podcast. It's, I know, but it's rel- it's downtown, and it has a view of Moda. That I know. Okay. So you probably know the place I'm talking about. Uh, let's see. At uh, OZ guy underscore Blazers. I know this isn't a focus at the moment. Probably plenty of time for post draft discuss. But do we expect any changes to Billups' Billups's coaching staff for the next season? Uh, this is a question I asked. Um, I want to say about a month ago to folks from the organization, and I was told that while there have been some changes. Uh, in the video staff and other uh, peripheral changes, I nothing was certain yet because of head coaching stuff. Uh, Scott Brooks's name was was around a ton and at various jobs. Those have since been filled. I don't think anybody's leaving at this point, but mm. I was also told that they were looking at, at, at reinforcing the back end of their bench. Okay. So um, it would be nice, I, I think, if they got another veteran guy in there. Um I think uh, I think you're probably looking at Jonah. Jonah Herskew is probably being the summer league coach this year. Since I mean, usually the next next guy up. Hetz had it last year. Um, I don't. I can't remember the last time we, the Blazers have had somebody do it twice, because Vanterpool did it, then mm-hmm. um, Tibbetts did it, Moran did it. Like I'm trying to think. I don't think. So I would. Yeah, I think they rotated that staff. Yeah, so, and I would imagine that's probably what the Blazers will do here. So I, I, if I was going to lean some way, probably Jonah. If they backfilled, I could see somebody else maybe doing it. But I think that's probably the way they'll go. But I would like to see them hire. 
basically do what Milwaukee did, go get a Terry Stotts. Like, I would like them, like, Scott Brooks is really good at the management stuff, but I want to see them go get somebody who specializes kind of on one side of the ball, whether it's offense right. or defense. Just right. Just another, oh, I mean, they already have somebody on defense with Roy Rogers. Maybe go get an offensive guy. I think yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of teams, especially contending teams, I mean, aside from the staffs that have been filled because they had vacancies, uh, like Boston added two dudes. You get Charles, what, Charles Smith and and uh, uh, Sam Cassell. Uh, you know, Charles, I, Charles Lee. Charles Lee, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I just... Two guys just who see, were going in the head coaching cycle. For sure. You see you see some of these teams filling some voids that they had. I, I, I've just, I've kind of, I'm glad, glad this question got asked because I've been wondering kind of the same thing of, Will they add anybody, or is it maybe too little, too late to go get whoever that person is? I still would fantasize about somehow them convincing Mike D'Antoni he doesn't want to be a coach anymore. He just wants to be assistant. But come be an assistant and not have to deal with any of the BS. Hey, no interviews really. Uh, nobody's blaming you for he, a guy. He'd have to deal with my shit because I'd be asking him questions all the time. How would you not want to oh, ask Mike? Oh, D'Antoni oh dude, I I talked to him at, like literally every summer league that, I, that he's there. I'm like Pringles man. <laughs> go run into him, man. He's such a great dude. MDA is such a great dude. Um, and he'll talk to you, man. He'll talk your ear off. He's just a nice guy who's just a brilliant basketball mind. He might be too burned by the situation, given I think he had his hat in the ring the last time. Yeah, so. that's, that's certainly true. Uh, I would I would love to have him um, as, as a guy. Just, hey, what about this? What about this? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be super useful. Uh, Parker Davis at Parker, a whole lot of numbers. Uh, it's looking like Charlotte's interest in Miller might be a spokescreen. I get people why they say this, but what are you basing this on? Like, uh, they're what, doing what I'm doing. They're what, going by gut. <laughs> what is or isn't a smokescreen? Like when well, people I, when people who work in the league smoke tell smoke. me like what, what what is or isn't a smokescreen or what they think is it's like okay that's pretty informed. It's like you're reading off stuff Twitter. What are we doing here? Come on, <laughs> come on. I, but I appreciate it. Since most of the hypothetical trades around three assume it's Scoot, might Portland have to get involved in a likely three-team trade to maximize the value of the third pick? I think that if they move that pick, it's going to be a three-team trade no matter what because of the way the salaries all work. Yeah, we, We've been talking about that for a long time now. It's just mm-hmm. the one-for-one one because the pick is how how valuable it is. You're not, you can't just trade the pick. And the likelihood of being like, oh, Anthony's the guy that you want or Nurk's the guy that you want or whatever's the guy that you want that matching up exactly what you, you need and what the Blazers want in return is like, eh, eh, it's, it's hard. I, I would almost guarantee that is a, um, a three team deal. I mean, do, do you think that anything otherwise than that? No, I'm, I, I, we would talked about that already. Like, I, I just think that's the logical kind of play form given everything that we've heard about some of the other teams that want to, either collect assets or draft capital that there's an obvious need for a 13 to jump in there and make everything make sense financially. Um, coming back to the Beal thing real quick, because I think that news broke. Was that yesterday or was uh, it after we did the show? I can't remember. Two days ago. We didn't talk about it though. Did we? We didn't talk about it. Okay. Um, the Blazers aren't trading for Bradley Beal, nor should they. It's a terrible idea. Um, however, getting in as a third team in those talks Mm-hmm. Being able to get a Corey Kispert, a Danny Avdia, a Daniel Gafford. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got a tank. They, they're they tanking. And like, they're looking for assets. Like, you know, could yeah. you kick a twenty number 23 pick for a Gafford? Like, yes. 
Like if you wanted to change up, um, I was listening to Lowe on the way home today, and he mentioned Portland as a, maybe a landing spot as an opt-in trade in for uh, Porzingis, and I was like, "Yeah." Bert asked me that this morning. He was like, "Would you take Porzingis?" I mean, not for three. Hell no. Well, hell no. I. But what's his contract right now? What's he 36? making? Thirty-six. It's a little over what I'd want, but you're getting like. If you're talking about like comparing him to somebody in the same salary slot like DeAndre Ayton, you're getting significantly more offensive upside. You are, but like he also seven three and he has injuries. He's got a bit of the like, Zion thing. Yeah, he and you're just... like, and he's not like with Zion. Like his his curve is like MVP. <laughs> you know, like you can get behind the curve. Yeah. With KP, it's like maybe an All Star. You know, right, it's like right. so it's like the risk reward scenario when they're both making essentially the same amount of money because Zion's I want to say like thirty two and KP's opt in is thirty six, that gets a little dicey, but in theory, I don't mind the idea of a Porzingis. I'm not mad at Porzingis the player, but imagine an off season we collected Porzingis and Zion somehow. And like eight years ago, we would have been like, man, look at us. We're winning the championship. A number one and a number, what, three pick? Yeah, and the odds would actually be like, man, both those guys going to get injured and miss the season. Like, that's just the unfortunate situation you're dealing with with not only Zion, but a guy like KP. Yeah. But the whole Beal I would thing like to see him. Just, I would like to see him play with Dame, though. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, no, that, that, that that's, that's what Lowe mentioned. It was like, hmm, Dame mm-hmm. and KP would be pretty interesting. And it would. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a uh, player who's remotely talented and you can you have size, playing with Damian Lillard should be interesting. That's kind of the whole point. I I know I know <clears> that <throat> they traded for him, so I'm just and I know that this probably already been the wink and the promise and the deal's already done. Whatnot. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw it out. What signing and trading with Jeremy? Uh, yeah, be interesting. And then you bring in Pascal, you get KP, and then you got Dame. Pascal, well, KP. the thing is, they couldn't sign him to that new max and trade him. Because to get that new max, the five-year, mm-hmm. he can't be traded for the year, first year. That's right. That's right. So Yeah, I mean, look, it's probably not It's not going to I mean, happen. if they, they could sign him to the four-year deal, which everybody else can sign him to, so why wouldn't he just do that? It's an interesting team, though. It. I mean, it is. It is. So, it's... Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not... I'm not mad at it. In the sense of, like, eh know about all that um shut up my boy ricky our boy ricky y'all gonna start off with the chicken wings or the ceviche both is the answer ricky both i still chicken wings all day i still need to get down there shout out palomar go down there i know i haven't i've read i've applauded i've shared i've been every picture i've seen i'm like one of these weekends i'm hitting in the summer i'm hitting up his taco pop-up uh, joint. Well, you know what? You and I are going to go golfing, and we're going to have to go basically right by there. Maybe that's a that's stop. not a bad idea. Maybe that's a stop on the way after the round, huh? That's uh, that's not a bad idea, my man. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Let's see. This is from at Jeremy or Jeremy Crickle at Strife. Out of every reasonable trade scenario, what is each of your guys' personal preferred scenario for how this team ends up in your best case dream scenario? Who is your starting five opening night? Go ahead, buddy. So the ideal, like, how does this whole thing shake out draft-wise? That's the question. How is this going to go on draft day? Are we getting a trade? Are we making the pick? Like, that's Basically, what he asked. Like, in, your, in the, your personal preferred scenario. 
I prefer him to take a swing. Admittedly telling you, by the way, that like I've fallen in love eight different times with like four different players. Uh, because Paul Allen has done this to me. You're 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 like a high school boy. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, she looked at me, bro. She likes me. She loves me. She wants me. You never wear sweats. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you take a big swing. <laughs> Even if, look, the last pod we did, like, we talked about Ingram and Zion, and, you know, for the record, it was never just a straight-up three for Ingram to me. Like, that's way too much to be given up for Brandon Ingram. But God, yes. uh, Just talking about it, it's just like, if I would have told me two years ago even, like, Zion comes to Portland. If I would have told you two weeks ago. Right. Forget if you would have told years. me at the end of the year, if, if their season, <laughs> the way it ended, and you would have been like, they're going to get Zion with that their draft pick. I would have been like, you're so full of shit, I'm going to slap you. Like, that's that's would have been your reaction. You wouldn't even have given it the... You would have been you would have been mad at me if I told you that. I'm still not mentally ready, man. Like, it just is... I understand starting over, and I understand that he has not been a perfect franchise guy. It's just still an odd move to me. He's 22. Like, he's 22. And yeah. the first year of a five-year extension, mm-hmm. I... And he didn't get because he didn't make all NBA. He didn't get the the crazy max, right? And he drives people to the arena. I I just he got the fun max. It would just be really exciting. That's the ideal thing. And starting at center, I'm going pie in the sky. A Brook, it'd be great. A Brook Lopez somehow. Robin says, "Hey, it's great to live in Portland," and he's like, "I'm weird too." That's and a pretty good just, Brooke Lopez. I like that. He he shows up like that's my ideal situation at center. That would be amazing. And that's the thing is you look around the league and it sounds like uh, heading into the offseason, Middleton might have been a guy that maybe went somewhere else. But tea leaves kind of sound like Middleton's heading back to Milwaukee. And Milwaukee is actually one of the teams that's super interested in Beal. And I've heard that uh, Drew might be on the table for Beal. Well, if you add $50 million to your payroll, can they afford to bring back Brooke? They'd want to. There's no doubt they'd want but to. But they'd be severely limited going forward. So is that an avenue, a sign-and-trade with Brooke to Portland? Certainly out there. The one that's out there, and I, I applaud them for wanting to do more. They took the Warriors to seven games. Kings, please do not Phoenix Suns this from six years ago and try to skip a step in the process. Mm. There's Vivek Ranadive, the owner of the Kings, is very much signaling he wants he had a taste of blood and now he wants the whole he wants the whole cow. And it's like, dude, don't don't do this. Don't you can't you can't rush it like that unless there's something just absolutely perfect. No, you got to work through this a little bit. Um, but their Denver team... didn't go from no playoffs to the finals. Like no. they got knocked in the first round. They went to the second round. Like they got beaten seven games at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it took six years. Yep. You got to show patience. And it's, it's very rare that you get that first year and you're like, yes, no, you got to, it's, it's like this. It's nice and steady. you got to earn it. Um, but the idea of Bradley Beal and Deer and Fox together, like it sounds fun. Man, I don't like, I know they need another guy who can dribble and create because Herder struggled so much. And you're like, is Herder that guy? Because he mm-hmm. did a lot for you in the regular season. Did he just have a bad postseason? 
maybe did Malik Monk, you know, kind of disappear here or there? Like, and you want to maybe have one more dude that dribbles that you can rely on because once Fox's finger went sideways, it was like, yeah, Fox is great as he was. And he was great last year. They need that. They do need one more guy who can dribble past you. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I don't know if the Beal's a guy, but you know, you get involved in maybe those kind of talks. There's also uh, news about, I mean, news rumors about them uh, pursuing OG Ananobi. So uh, it's it's all very, very, very interesting. Um, this is what we were talking about. I want to say back at the trade deadline. We I was talking about this with Dusty on the show today. I think I said back then there's going to be about a dozen guys that are going to be available this summer. And I know that sounds like there's never that many players that are available. And I was like, I know how crazy this sounds. I'm just yeah. telling you the way the landscape is shaping up, the way the CBA is shaping up, by the way, which has still not been ratified by the players. Isn't that nuts? Ah, we it's are crazy. we are two weeks away from free agency and the CBA is not and done. And the teams don't have it. <laughs> they don't have a copy. They don't have it. That's insane. It's it's pretty reckless, I think, what the league is doing with that. I mean, guys I, have I, copies. They have the fake copy that's not ratified, ratified, so the language isn't perfect. But how sure. do you know? Go, how, I mean, part of this is, like, I guess it stops teams from tampering. Uh, I mean, it doesn't yeah, stop some, them. Some teams, some teams will not. Yeah, I mean, They'll do it anyway. But you're going to have to make some adjustments on some contracts. Make sure you dot the I's and cross the T's before you send them in with the old language. What I, I, I would add to what you're saying, too, in terms of when you say, like, could be up to 12 guys. I, I, I also saw before we started the pod, Matt Moore saying like, he's hearing a bunch of teams about to try to do some dumb stuff. Oh God. So. Yes. No, it's it, the numbers up. To, we, we, we did the numbers up on air and we got to 13. I know of five others that aren't out there yet. So like that, it's about that 20. To, that to me almost is like Joe had some pretty good restraint, not punting on that pick and, if, if he's going to manage this thing right, and I don't know where it's going to go a week from today, but like it almost makes me go, if Joe is just level-headed about this, Joe might be able to take advantage of some really stupid individuals who are either way too desperate or they're just like, I'm done, we're starting over. And it's like, all right, cool. We'll take some of these pieces. Uh, this is a question from David Johnson in the chat right now. If the draft was tonight, right now, do you think the Blazers have a trade already lined up? And our pick is traded, or do we use the pick if the draft was tonight? Ah, they'd use the pick tonight. I think they use the pick. Yeah, what there there isn't. It's a too. Trade. It's That's... too. It's too far out. Yeah. You, you you. There's still so much you have to work through. Uh, I would imagine that frameworks have been discussed, um, but beyond that, mm, I don't know. Uh, this is from uh, Alex Versio at Alex Versio Virtio. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Sorry, buddy. Uh, which back of the roster guys do you think can be back? Cam Reddish, Justice Winslow, Kevin Knox, Blazers legend Skylar Mays. There's only one name on there. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's Skylar Mays is the, to me the most likely one to be back. I just love Blazer legend. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, if I had to rank those, I would literally put Skylar first, Knox second, Reddish third, Winslow a distant fourth. Oh, I'd be stunned if Winslow was back with this yeah. team. It's and it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with his ankle. Yeah. Like I, I hope he gets it right. Like a, the reddish thing, a Schmitz guy that he liked a long time ago. They took a flyer on him. It just if they get if he comes back, it's on a league minimum. Yeah, it's well, his career is going a different trajectory right he, now. So. Wherever he goes, unless there's like a unless it's the like the Wizards, 
where they're just like, screw it, we'll take him sure. and see what happens. Um, sure. He's got to prove it year at him. He, he, like, I, I think he's China God. I think Kevin Knox might have done enough to avoid that avoid that path. To, but, but, but he's a vet minimum somewhere. I don't know if that's here. Uh, oh, I I'm sorry. I was talking about Reddish. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying I think Kevin Knox did enough to oh. avoid the China path. I, gotcha. I think Cam is still enough of a pedigree where he's going to get probably two more shots before that happens. And that could be here. On a, but again, I, I think Cam's got he's got a prove it year in him. Before. I just haven't seen a I didn't see enough from here. Obviously, where he was previous, New York, yeah. Atlanta, that like I'm not sitting there going, oh, I think he's going to do this, this. Maybe he will, but it just kind of feels like that. He's still relatively young, but I mean, when you see him six foot eight handle, and you're like, ah, it's pretty enticing. It's like you know when you you see on Craigslist the Ferrari, you're like, wait, 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 yeah, but what year is this going to be from five? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's Maury, Maury's old thing? Daryl Maury's thing was like a guy knows who he is four years into his career. Like, yeah. you are what you are. That's kind of that's why I always said I'm never hard on guys in their first contract. Yeah. Because, like, you're learning how to be a pro and who you are and what you can do at that point in time. Uh, it's when your second contract, that's when you show up. Um, there's a name obviously missing from this list of the, uh, the other guys, uh, as far as the, I guess he's not a back of the roster guy, um, but a free agent. Uh, and that's Matisse. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless something drastically changes, Matisse will be a trailblazer. Matisse I love will it. Be a, Matisse will be a trailblazer. That makes me very happy. Good size defense. Um, yeah. Whatever we can do to get some rangy, athletic, defensive dudes on yes. this team in the in the rotation is all I, I'd love to see. Yeah. So uh, he really liked it here. He obviously is familiar with the Northwest. His time up at UW. Um, yep. He's got. He can a, drive home anytime he wants. Yeah, he's got a great relationship with Dame. Uh, I don't know if anybody else noticed it. Uh, he's literally working out with Phil Beckner right now. <laughs> so. Yeah. What did he end up shooting for the year? It was like just un, just under thirty seven percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like so 30. he had one of his best shooting years of his career, and he he, he was he was free and he was empowered. Yeah, and it, it made a lot. It it took a lot off his shoulders. I talked to him about that quite a bit uh, towards the end of the year, and he's like, "I just feel better here. I've, I've just I'm I there's just more behind stuff." Sure. Um, and he credited Dame a lot with that too, as far as like Dame empowering guys. So, um, I, I would be shocked if he wasn't here. So. Um, we didn't get to this the other day because we had, we had so many questions, but it's very important. What was your favorite ride at Disneyland? Oh, um, yeah, that's a pretty easy one for me. It was Rise of the Resistance. That's the, that's the new Star Wars one, right? That's the new Star Wars one. Okay. We stupid. Well, this is my fault. I say we. It's me. Uh, I'd never been to Star Wars land in general. Last time I'd been to Disneyland, my daughter was four. She's 11 now, so seven years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, the Millennium Falcon, like that part of Star Wars land did not exist. All they had was Star Tours, which was a it's a cool ride. I love Star Tours. I went to Smuggler's Run and I thought it was Rise of the Resistance and realized it about halfway through the line. I'm like, well, we're already in line. So let's go. Smugglers didn't like it. It's just kind of a game. Didn't even like uh, it, huh? Not really. Wow. I mean, you're- it's literally like you just you're flying the, the Millennium Falcon, which mm. sounds cool, but it's not as cool. And then like you're hitting a transport or something. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Rise of the Resistance, if you're a nerd like me, you feel like you're in the movie. It is remarkable how involved in a plot you are and the ride itself. 
So I, I like I like almost all the Disneyland rides, but for me it was easily Rise of the Resistance. Oh, in the comments, Rise of the Resistance is mid, bro. Is what? Is mid. That's from the comments. I mean, but like I would guess I'd say to that commenter, like, do you care about Star Wars or are you like a a a, a, a theme park just, junkie just looking poking, for the loops and the drops poking and the, the bear here? Well, I, you know, look, that's okay. If you do, if you're a Star Wars person and you thought it was mid, that's cool. I just it's not a ride that's gonna like get your arms up and you're doing loops. It's you're literally in a thing and you're moving a little bit, but like you're just more part of a movie. It's okay. weird. Okay. Hard to explain. I'm just with you. I just wanted to see. Uh from Can you block that person now? I, I can't can really tell that I was triggered by that. <laughs> uh at Greg underscore Lesh, if Draymond opts out, what are the chances to come to Portland to play with Dame? Slim to none. That ship that ship has sailed. No, I, I think he wants to. But uh, yeah. uh, Portland doesn't have $25 million to pay Draymond. I have, a, I have like an idea that like we're going to get Draymond. It's maybe not the same impact, but we're going to get Draymond the way we got Scotty. It's like, hey, this is my last situation. And that's Draymond. The warrior thing mm. ends. His set, next contract he's about to get is just about done. There's like a year left on the deal. Hey, Draymond gets to play with Dame as our backup five. That's kind of like how I envision it ever happening. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I, I can see that. I also think he wants to be a lifelong warrior, and I, there's something about... Yeah, I, think Steph's, snow, the, I think Steph's the only one of that group. You what? I think Steph's the only one of that group who but wants to be You might be right, warrior. but what I'm saying is the scuttlebutt right now, though, is the Warriors are looking to go old. And so they, they, this whole like young old thing, it didn't work for them. There was obviously some mm -hmm. bad stuff that happened last year. It feels like they all collectively are saying, yo, we got you here. Let's finish this. Whatever that means. I, so like you might be right, but I won't, I won't be shocked if, they're, if those three guys are able to somehow do that. Truly be special, too, by the way. It would. It would. It would be very much reminiscent of the Spurs with Parker, Manu, and Tim. Yes. Uh Another question. This is from uh, John McDaniel, the second at John S. McDaniel two. What do you think about trading Dame to Charlotte for two? I'm going to stop right there and just say no. Next question. <laughs> well, the next question is a bot that was also a porn account. So we go ahead and flip over to the questions from the other day. I did um, wish her good luck in her business venture. Though. You did. You did. She only has a couple followers right now. So good luck to that young lady who's just trying yeah. to make money. Yeah. Another one from Strife. How nauseous are you guys going to feel during the five minutes when Portland's not made a move yet and they're on the clock? I'm going to puke. <laughs> I'm going to feel great. I like, I'm just, uh, I'm going to, I'm probably, it's when we're streaming live, I'm probably going to be doing this. And this is not going to play well on, on the audio version, but I'm probably yeah. just going to be staring at my phone. Oh, because for a second, it looked like you were cutting yourself. So I wasn't oh, yeah, sure, no. like, that's not a knife. Alive, man. This is a knife. Yeah, this is a knife. I'll say, like, I'm excited for it. I'm not going to feel really nauseous. I also, maybe they're just going to keep it super close to the to the vest here. I Don't you kind of feel like we're going to have an idea of what's going to happen before the clock starts? I feel like we no. will. No. You really think they'll wait I up think, until? I don't think it's necessarily them waiting. I just think that the way they're going to treat it. They the the organization has gone pretty much zero dark thirty for the most part. For sure, they are controlling messaging very tightly right now. Yeah. Um. Which. Well done. 
every every uh, Tuesday, me and Joe share food recipes because he likes to cook to relieve him, his stress relief. Mm. And I've always ended the conversation with, so what are you going to do at number three? That never actually happened. And, I just, he, Joe he, won't text anybody back right now. No, God, no, <laughs> no. And it's funny, like, uh, during workouts, like, they blow out of there before we step into the into the court. You don't want to talk to and, anybody, Yeah, man. no, they're like, we're not giving you anything to work with. And if we do, it's going to be the way that we want it. So There's a part of me, it's easier said than done being doing what we're doing. But, like, there is a part of me that, like, if, I had, if I'm the same person that I am and I somehow got a job like that, I think I'd totally be messing with everybody every day. Oh, I couldn't be trusted with that. Same thing with, like, free agency stuff. When the players start tweeting out, like, eyeball emojis. Oh my God, I'd be doing that all of the time. I'd, I'd be so too. reckless yeah. and so irresponsible yep. with that power. I'm, I'm flat out telling you I would be terrible with it. I would just do it because I know it would drive everybody crazy. Yes, yes, unequivocally. I don't, I, I don't, like, troll harder, please. Yeah, right, right, I love it. I was like, ah. Hmm. A uh, bunch more questions. Scooter Miller, Miller Scoot, does it change value? Um, this is from Michael Riley. What's going to happen with Skyler Mays? Thought he was great first end of the year and be a nice backup point guard. Yeah, I have zero problem with the Portland Trailblazers bringing back Skyler Mays as a break glass in case of emergency point guard. Thought he yes. earned it. They, uh, they need a guy like him. Yes. Zero issues with that uh, whatsoever. I have seen a bunch of G League related questions in here. Just so everybody knows, the expansion draft that took place two weeks ago is not the Portland Trailblazers G League affiliate roster. They just have the rights to those guys. I would imagine a couple of them are on their G League team, but they're going to go get their own guys. You think we see GB3? Be fun. He's, he's just, just so, so good for the vibes. Well, I just... I think he's got an interesting skill set. I don't know if it ever equates to being a, a full-time rotational guy, but, like, I don't know. I'm just telling you, like, having him around the team or in the organization is not a bad thing. Yeah, I'd be happy with it. He's he's all vibes. Um, the Blazers are also hosting a, uh, a free agent mini camp kind of right now where, mm-hmm. like, fringe guys are kind of are coming through. Um, they're getting looks at him. Um and I saw Baji today. Got to say what's up to him. He's moving around really good. Um, he said he's feeling good. So um, I'm I'm really interested. Like as far as like young guys project stuff, I'm really interested to see what he looks like at uh, at summer league. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, whether or not I go to summer league is dependent on what happens next week. <laughs> so um, <laughs> look, I love all the other guys, but I'm not going down to Vegas for two times in the span of two weeks. That's right, because well, back to many days. Yeah, that's right. It's li- that's I right. Would li- it would literally be two weeks in a row. I mean, you're there for work. It's not like you're there like have a typical Vegas trip. Yeah, I know, but it's still. Well, keep my Vegas time spread out. I'm a apart. little worried about you. I'm a little worried about you going to Pac-12 Media Day. I told our boss, uh, Jeff. I said, "Hey, are you sure you want to send Danny?" And he goes, "Why?" And I was like. Ah, uh, USC's last year in the conference. He's never going to talk to Lincoln Riley again. Like he might just handcuff himself to Lincoln. Uh, just hump, just hump his leg a little bit. <laughs> that is a massive person humping his leg. <laughs> like imagine just I'm envisioning you on a Lincoln Riley leg. Just hey, Lincoln. I'll tell you what, he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he's stuck. <laughs> oh God. 
Uh, this is from RCM Doc Five Hundred Three. Upcoming draft trades are very exciting. But another thing I'm stoked about is your two baby Kobe. Have you heard much about what Shea has been up to this offseason? Any kind of training he's doing? Um, this is your question. I'd love to know the answer to this. I believe that he's been working out with people around the team, and that he's taking his development very seriously. Stop being vague. <laughs> uh, I believe he's been working with Dame this summer. Or have you that, seen, or that have he you has seen been him? working with Dame. Have you uh, seen him in the facility? No, I have not. Because for me, it's like, obviously, I'd love to see him enhance parts of his game. Yes. That's obviously important. I am curious what, the physica- what he physically looks like. I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen him. Okay. Because I'm I've not seen, expecting him to be Kawhi next year, but like I'd like to see like oh he looks yeah so see good. what it looks like. I'm trying to think. I've seen Dame. I've seen Nurk. I've seen Baji. Um, saw Jabari last week. I'm 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 fascinated to watch Trendon and Bari this summer, man. Like, yeah, Trendon I think is back home or in L.A. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't expect a lot of guys to be here right now, to be honest. Sure. Um, th- this is the this is the vacation portion of the season. They're going to start ramping up. the The summer league guys are going to come in next week. Like that's nice. that's when they'll start coming in um, to kind of get ready for that. Um, somebody said I won't go watch Watford at summer league. Trenton's not going to summer league. No, Trenton just no. graduated summer league. You kidding He's me? He's above that. Yeah. yeah, like his his IQ has got him well beyond that. And if Shea goes, he's playing a game maybe two. Maybe two. And it's up to him. That's what I was told. If he, if it, it, Whether or not he plays is up to him. I won't be mad if he chooses not to. I, I think he's beyond it. But, I mean, he could go to the Devin Booker treatment and go absolutely torch some poor international player, talk a whole heap of shit, and then walk off the floor. You think Barry will do it? Barry would do it, right? Barry will do it. Barry will yeah. go. Uh, Baji will go. Barry's probably going to be have the trending role. Yeah. Take take the leadership mantle of like this, like I've I've done this before. I'll go right. do it. I've won this championship, guys. Follow my lead. Yes, but in, in, in all seriousness, like there's part of that is like that's how you that's how you grow in the leagues. You take on a little bit more responsibility. And I, I I'm looking forward to that. It's so corny to say, but like I love how unique Summer League is in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it'd be so funny and cool if they did like year by year championship banner raising it's the same banner but it just has the logo of the team who won it just to see portland line up and like look up at their banner it's so ridiculous you know one of the very first things we did on our show was raise that fake banner in the old studio oh yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. we We kept it there until we moved yes it is so it was there until like uh late like late october and look it was it was great like mechanically how you got it up it was it was the dopiest looking banner of all time I had this big yarn hanging down all the way at the very top i almost died trying to put it up there <laughs> i had had one hip surgery i was waiting on the other um but again a lot of smoke screen stuff a lot of smoke screen stuff um totally unrelated this is from at jaberti at riggleman j when are you getting merch i need somebody to help me design stuff so if you're a designer shoot me a dm on my twitter account if you want to help me design some merch and help me work on some stuff, I, I'm totally open to that. The demand for male thongs is pretty high right now. So wow, we, wow, we wow. Uh, I, th- I think this is a 
a, a good question. I think I saw this through some of the other questions, but we just got it about an hour ago. Mm. Um, if Charlotte does take Scoot, and I maybe we've answered this, how much trade value does Miller have? Like, how much does that pick change to you if if Scoot does go too? It changes because it changes the teams that are interested, but there are teams that are interested right. in Miller as well. So, um, I think the, I think the value like dips a little. I think so. I think so too. Should be. But the interesting thing is, is like, where does that go from there? Right. Um, I, there's a lot of questions about free agency. I'm not ignoring your questions. I'm pocketing them for later because the free agency stuff. The Blazers keep the pick. The free agency stuff changes pretty significantly. It does. Because I I had that two-minute rant last show where I said, just pick a fucking path. Mm-hmm. I am parking my flag in the pick a path. That's all I'll say. Pick a path. Because you, you try to walk that middle path and you were you were asking for problems. Yep. You were asking for problems. Very interesting for them to do that, given a year ago to this point, the general manager told us it's it's damn near impossible to do that. So, so, all right, uh, that's it for now. We appreciate you. Like, rate, view, subscribe. Uh, again, the Blazers have a workout tomorrow. Uh, I am going to update the Patreon tiers. I was going to do it tonight. I didn't know if we we're going to do the workout tomorrow or Saturday. I will do it probably after tomorrow, or I might preemptively do it tonight because I know who's here tomorrow. <laughs> And then go from there. I will put that uh, an updated version uh, out, and I believe, and then I'll probably update it again on Saturday. Uh, I know you had hiking yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, look for the Patreon with Danny, and then tomorrow morning I'll have Gundy. Eric Gunderson's going to hop on, uh, maybe for two segments at seven thirty, and we'll. we'll I just kind of want to pick his brain on a lot of this he'll, stuff too. Cause... He'll preach to you the gospel of Kyle Kuzma. Hey. He doesn't need to preach something that I'm already subscribing to. You know what I mean? <laughs> Holy pink sweater. Hallowed be thy name. How big? Hey, cotton. Be honest, cotton be thy name. If they got coos, you can't. You can't get coos because Jeremy's swag is way too, way too much. But Jeremy might get a bigger sweater. No, let's think. Like Jer- Jeremy has real, genuine swag. Coos is fake. It's, you think it's, it's, fake? Yes. Yes, the guy that wore the puffy, long-armed, stupid sweater. Yes, his clothing stuff is fake. That's why I, I, I've told Jeremy that. That's why I respect Jeremy, because his fashion stuff is real. It's motivated in actually doing fashion. Coos and, and Westbrook, they're just they're walking memes. I, I kind of like when Westbrook just goes shirtless and does, like, a flannel un, unbuttoned, and he's just like, I got eight abs. What? I mean, I'll be honest. If I was if I was built like Russ, I would too. <laughs> I wouldn't even have a shirt on. No, look, man. There's about a two year period in my life when I was in dumb good shape, and I'm not wearing a lot of clothes in a lot of those pictures because. So I, I understand it at least a little bit. A little. If bit. I was built like Westbrook, I'd go to work every day like I'm Bruce Banner. I would just have ripped short jeans yes. and no shirt. Like, yes. oh, sorry guys, my clothes fell off. Mm-hmm. And Dusty would be looking at me every day like. Why do I have to deal with this? He'd also be like, am I attracted to this right now? And the answer would absolutely be yes. Yeah. Because you know why? Totally hairless. Me too. Yeah, see, I can't grow hair. It, it, mine's all for just from the from the neck up, man. Oh, mine's just in my armpits and my pubes. but uh, And I got like four nipple hairs randomly. I got to shave those once in a while. 
And that's where we stop. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Help us get to 5,000. Come out and join us uh, on location somewhere in Portland. I know where it's at. I just can't say it until we lock in everything. So Wait till Twitter. Listen to the radio yes. station. We'll have all the info for you. Um, Come join us. What will end up happening, like I said, is uh, I will do my show with Dusty. We will get off air. Isaac and Suke will be doing their show. Brandon and I will probably pop up around 5.30-ish. So basically, I'm going to be there all night uh, until basically the first round is done. After the first round, I will be hauling ass back to the practice facility for the uh, press conference. Uh, The Blazers and Joe Cronin will have a press conference uh, at the practice facility in the auditorium following the NBA draft. So, um, and again, as the comments are letting me know, don't forget to thank the sponsor. Shout out to Move Insoles and Damian Lillard and Nate Jones. That a boy. There you go. Perfect. Our year-long sponsor. Uh, If you're looking for a comprehensive and amazing uh, off-the-shelf athletic insole, uh, Move Insoles is the best. And yes, that is not me uh, making it up. I use them. I have some literally sitting next to me on the floor. Uh, Other than that, uh, you can catch Brandon and I on 1080 The Fan. Brandon with his co-host Andy Dirk Johnson, 6 to 9 a.m. Me with my co-host Dusty Hera at noon to 3, uh, on t- also on 1080 The Fan. And then we're probably going to do another show between now and the draft. Not probably. We're going to do at least one more show, maybe two. And then we will see you guys Thursday on location for, honestly, the biggest night in the team's modern history. Yeah, in a long time. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of it. Fork in the road. This is probably the biggest night since 2006. I'm going to throw up now. I'm, I'm being serious because, like, the Dame night was a big night, but, like, mm-hmm. you had LaMarcus. Yes. This is this is huge. This is going to decide probably the fate of the franchise for the next eight years. Who All righty. Well. On that note, at Danny Murray, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's, <laughs> email the show, jackramsey's at gmail.com. Everybody take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, and we will catch you guys soon. Till then, take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.